You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek podcast network. And on this week's final Halloween-themed episode, we are finally going to be discussing the most iconic of Halloween movies, Hocus Pocus. Yes. So last week, or technically five minutes ago, we were talking about <laughs> childhood Halloween movies, uh, which this movie is obviously fits in with that category, but because it's such an iconic film and because it's so big, it deserves its own episode. Yes. But since we are crunched on time, because I'm not going to be here next weekend, which is when we would obviously record this episode, um, we're doing two episodes of the same day, because I'm going to LA Comic Con. <laughs> Yay! Katie, tell us about LA Comic Con. Oh, why, I will. So <laughs> LA Comic Con, um, I've been going to this convention for the past three years, with Chelsea, actually, for the yes. last two and to be honest, I got so emotional, like, I think a week ago or whatever, I was sitting at my desk, like, crying because I realized that I don't get to go to this con with Chelsea. <laughs> it was so upsetting. And you and I were just talking on, like, Snapchat or whatever. And I was like, I'm, like, crying. I'm like, nobody look at me. <laughs> Apparently I cry at my desk a lot these days. No. Anyways. <laughs> So, LA Comic Con is actually Stan Lee's uh, convention. It used to be called Stan Lee's Kamikaze, but they changed the name to LA Comic Con. And uh, this is a convention that's all hope that was created by Stan Lee himself. And it takes place at the LA Convention Center. It's going from the 27th to the 29th of this month. And to be honest, this is my favorite convention. Yes. That I go to. Because it's just big enough, but not. San Diego Comic-Con big. Exactly. So it's just big enough. Um, it also is there super welcoming and stuff to everybody. And um, I got press passes the last two years and also this year. So I'll be attending um, to support uh, Dumbbells and Dragons. Yes. So that's why I'm going. Um, but this year they keep getting more and more people to attend, which is great, like, celebrity-wise. So it's getting bigger, but the difference between this convention and LA Comic Con, or sorry, San Diego Comic Con, is that everybody can attend panels. Because, like, say, what is it, last year we went to the Luke Cage panel, and um, it was literally just in the middle of the hall. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, what typically would be just the area for booths, like, they, they designate, like, what, like a third of the room to like the stage and mm -hmm. and like there's just this huge open area where everyone stands and watches so the downside is if you want to watch a bunch of panels or get in the front you got to stand all day there are no chairs but yep. the good thing is everyone gets in and everyone sees the panels yes and there's no sleeping outside that is not required um, they also have a lot of like fan related panels. So like we, you and I went to a few interesting panels last year. Uh, that yes. feminism one was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what even was the whole thing? It was like, it, it was like, oh, it was or something. 
I can't. It was like feminism in the geek world, or I don't know. It, it just got way out of whack, like it, it, right it, in the middle of the panel. It turned it into very like this. Hardcore. <laughs> it got into this like man hate fest, and it was very, very weird. And I was like, why are we still sitting here? It was, yeah. I mean, it was particularly like a few. There was like one or two panelists that were getting a little carried away, but yeah. overall, overall, the general theme made sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, like, how women are treated in the geek world, basically, right? Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, cosplayers, of people putting up geek-related content online, things like that. So Yeah, it was, like, it was very interesting to, like, listen to people who are, like, some people that are really into cosplaying, and then, like, a few other people talking about how um, a lot of times people don't believe that they're geeks, that like they want you to show your nerd credentials because they couldn't exactly. you couldn't possibly be into anime or you couldn't possibly be into comics something kind of like that exactly. and how uh, women in that community deal with that sort of antagonism from both genders so it's not just specifically one but it's like both sides and oh yeah it was I mean it was an interesting panel until it got into like people dealing with trolls online and ruining people's lives I was yeah. like this is getting a little too hardcore exactly um. But I mean, beyond that, like one of my friends, um, Lauren, who uh, she works over at uh, Fandom Wiki now, Mm -hmm. Um, she always last year she did this. But this year also she's hosting hosting an MCU panel Mm -hmm. where a lot of the creative minds behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe come together and talk about. Uh, the art and the animation and special effects and all kinds of stuff. So they get some pretty big name people from behind the scenes to come and talk. And she hosts that panel and uh, she invited me again this year. So she got the opportunity to do it again. So I'm really excited for her because I think her ultimate goal is to work for Marvel and I can see it like, yeah, well, she's, I need that to happen. Connections. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I need that to happen for her because I think it would be super incredible for her. Um, But this year, uh, they've gotten some more people that are like very up in the um, in the celebrity universe. So uh, Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson is coming to talk about uh, Jumanji, and I'm like, I feel like I need to meet the Rock <laughs> because I yes. love him. I love Dwayne Johnson so much. Um, but he's coming. They're actually doing a Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, reunion panel. So Melissa Joan Hart is coming along with two of the girls from the show or from, yeah, from the show that could have also fit in with the childhood Halloween movies because Sabrina, the teenage witch, like the film version is one of my favorite movies too. It's true. We should. Okay. Salem is like bonus. (laughs) Yeah. Salem is like one of the best, like the cat. I love the cat. One of my favorite like gifts online is the one where like Salem is like, uh, (laughs) filing his nail and it's like this great gift to use when you're just like "Mm mm-hmm like don't make me come after you yes it's great um but that's really cool seeing that panel (laughs) i know and then uh three people from the cast of i zombie are coming so rose mciver dave anders and malcolm goodwin are gonna be there and i'm super excited about it i'm so jealous Um, oh my god it's gonna be so great and i'm gonna take lots of photos I, I think I'm like, I'm like, I have to go now as Liv, obviously. Yes. Now, because she's going to be there. Now I need to get better get makeup, wig. though. Oh, God, and a wig. <laughs> um, 
I'm just casually cosplaying, guys. Casual, casual cosplay. True, true. Yeah, um, we don't we don't tend to go all out. We tend to be pretty casual, like closet cosplay. Closet cosplay. I was like, I look at my closet and I'm like, hey, I've got a lab coat. Exactly. That's exactly what co- closet cosplay is. You grab what you have in your closet and you make a cosplay out of it. Exactly. Um, but also this year they um, have the actual like TARDIS console from one of the TARDISes from like the actual show going to be there oh, and you can take right. pictures with it. And I was like, I just looked over and I could see my Fez. And I'm like, I might have to bust out my 11 cosplay, my doc- 11th Doctor <laughs> cosplay again. Heck yeah. Because um, Maria and I want to go take a photo, obviously, with that. But, I mean, this convention is just, it's so incredible. Like, their panels are really great. Everybody there is really, like, welcoming and, like, fantastic. And the L.A. Convention Center is very big. Um, it's expensive to park there, which totally blows. It's like $20 a day or whatever. True. But if they you do can get some... a hotel, do it. <laughs> We did, so we're staying there down there in downtown L.A., about 0.8 miles or something away. Yeah. Um, I mean, downtown L.A. is not, around the convention center, it's not the nicest of areas, so please, if you do go, be careful down there, like, walking around. Like, it's fairly busy at L.A. Live, but, like, there's just, it's not the nicest neighborhood. Yeah. Um, well, this episode will come out, actually, what, like, a few days after it'll come the after convention? the day the day after the convention yeah so yeah. um it'll come out that monday after i've gone but if any um, of you went by the way send us a oh message. yeah went yes like any if any of you you know went went this year please send us a tweet or yes. tag us on instagram yeah i'll tweet like that i'm it. there and what i'm doing so if people want to come say hi that listen to the podcast please do so there you go um But yeah, like what, so funny story. So uh, the reason, part of the, one of the things that they do with this convention is that every year they do a big costume party for, because they always host this around Halloween. So you do a big cosplay costume party on Saturday and it's free for anybody who has a pass, like who bought a ticket to the convention. So if you have a Saturday ticket, a three day ticket press pass, whatever, you can go to this party. And this year, the Black Eyed Peas are playing. Oh my god. That's so much better than the past years. That's so rude to say about the Flux Capacitors. I didn't mean because of that. I know what you're saying. I love them. But, Uh. um, uh, awkward. Anyways, so, what was really great, it's really, because the Black Eyed Peas are coming out with, like, a comic book, which is why they're there. Oh, okay. And so they're there to promote their comic book, but they asked them if they would be willing to play for this show, and they said yes. So it's just going to be the three. I don't think Fergie is going to be there. Um, But also DMC from Run DMC, he also shows up very frequently because he's got a comic book out or whatever, and he's going to come sing. And they'll have some other people, but the party is really fun. Yes. Like it can be. It's basically just like a, what, like a concert festival thing all in one night kind of what i (laughs) the thing is is that what i love about it is that because it takes place at this place where you would think it would be like a club almost yeah but it's a bunch of nerds (laughs) yeah it's It's like a bunch of like super dorky geeks 
It's the best party ever. I love it so much because it's like a bunch of cosplaying, nerdy, geeky people, which are my peeps, and they're there to party. And you have people in these like super elaborate cosplays that are like drinking and like having a great time. I think two years ago we took a picture with that guy who was supposed to be the doctor with the tie on his head. Yes. He was the 10th doctor, so he like moved his tie up to his head and he was like partying and we were messing around doing like the drunken giraffe from Doctor yes. Who and like just we had a blast. And one of actually my profile photo for uh Tea Time is from that from that concert. Yes. One of the photographers took a photo of me. Yeah, so like, at on our website if you look at our individual profiles of it's like, like the about, about us. Yeah, you'll see Katie's picture. Yeah, that photo is from that from that time. Um, but also one thing, sorry, one more thing that I'm really excited about is that um, Jackson Rathbone is going to be there. And for people who don't know, that is the guy who played Jasper Hale in the Twilight films. Um, but I actually know Jackson Rathbone because he used to be in this band that I used to go and see very frequently um, called the 100 Monkeys. The band doesn't exist anymore. They broke up uh, like a year or two ago. Um, but... I used to see them so much. There, this this guy is actually the reason that I am friends with Chelsea. Yes. In the end, like when you move through the whole line of things, so like Jackson Rathbone was part of the Hundred Monkeys, which is a band I used to go and see, and then that band is the reason that I met Maria and Karen and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And so because I met Maria and Karen, I met Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And I met Chelsea. So, Yay. like, to be honest, I feel like I owe Jackson, like, a quiche or, like, a pie or, like, a thank you card <laughs> right? for, like, introducing me to the people that mean the most in my life. So, like, yes. if I didn't meet Rachel, I wouldn't have met Brian and then I wouldn't have met, like, got my job and then I wouldn't have met Chelsea and this podcast wouldn't exist. So, like, my entire <laughs> universe at the moment is partly because of this dude of Jackson Rathbone, like ridiculous when you really think about it. Oh my goodness, are you gonna t- are you gonna try to meet him? Yes. So like we're gonna go and try to talk to him because Karen and Maria and I like both feel the same way about like this situation, and I yeah. feel like he needs to hear this story because I think that like it would be really funny for him to know. Yeah, that, that like he's created this whole like this- circle of friends. This whole thing in my life happened because of his freaking band. Like, it's so stupid when you really think about it, but it's the truth. Yeah, totally. And um, I will definitely talk about what happens <laughs> on the next episode. On the next episode, yes. <laughs> so that people will know what happened. But he's, like, uh, DJing or something, this party on Friday, which Maria and I might go to, but we have to pay to go, so it's, like, 20 bucks to go to the party, and it's 21 and over. Um, and one of the girls that's staying with us is, like, two months shy of 21, which totally sucks. Two months? Oh, it sucks. Yeah, so, like, uh, we might go anyway, because she's totally chill with, like, hanging out in the hotel or whatever. Mm. Um, so we might go. I don't know yet, but I think it would be really funny. But I'm going to try to meet him anyway, because I feel like it's a necessary thing. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk about what happens <laughs> in the next episode. Or should we just do like a whole LA Comic Con review, or or will it? Or uh, well, will it... it won't come out until later because remember the next weekend we're doing the fan fiction episode with Morgan. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. 
So... Because I don't want to... Because, like, I want it, that episode I'm so excited for, and I don't want it to go too long. No, I'm super stoked about that one. That one's going to come out on for the 6th, I think? November 6th? Yeah. We'll so figure it out. Spoiler alert for everyone. We got a super <laughs> cool fan fiction episode coming. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Sorry, I've like taken up all the time for the weekly geekery. Did you it's have all... anything to talk about? No, no. We I, I I mean unfortunately everything that I've done this week has been in the last episode. So. <laughs> okay. That's what happens when you record two episodes in the same day. But yeah, like I'm I'm super stoked. I'm gonna get to go see some of my favorite artists. Like Jeff Pena is going to be there, and he finally did an I Zombie print. Oh. And I'm so excited. I've been talking to him for like two years about it, and he finally did it. So We've I'm been super stoked about him it. At every convention, can you yeah. please do an I Zombie print? <laughs> he finally yeah. did it. <laughs> he finally did it. Like I have so many of his other prints, so like I'm super stoked about buying one. There's one on my desk at work because I have an original um, Wonder Woman print, but. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to buy more stuff that I have nowhere to put it. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I get my own apartment, like, my entire house is just going to be like, somebody's going to walk in and be like, whoa, this person's a nerd, and it's going to be oh, great. Oh, girl. <laughs> Trust me. When even I move out, it's going to be just geek everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, so that's happening, and I can't wait to talk about it. But as I mentioned, we're going to be doing this like fan fiction episode. And actually, as part of that, um, Chelsea and I are actually going to be guesting on the Geekitude podcast, which is also part of the Geek to Geek podcast network. We've talked about them before. We've been on his episode before. Yes. Um, we are doing a right. crossover. <laughs> yes. Because the thing is, is like he, uh, Joe likes to talk about things that he doesn't, he's not familiar with. And uh, we discovered when we were on his show the first time was that fan fiction is not something that he's familiar with. Uh, so we thought it would be great because we had already planned this fan fiction episode with Morgan that we would go on his show and also talk about fan fiction so that like he could like understand what this whole dark universe of fan fiction <laughs> is all about. Yes, basically we're going to kind of educate him on what fan fiction is all about the different terminology the different websites that do it whereas our episode is going to more focus on us just gushing about our favorite fan fictions yes that's <laughs> that's pretty much what it is so we're going to be talking about like one episode where we list all of our favorite fan fictions and then we're going to go on another show and just give a brief overview educational purposes with recommendations Exactly. I'm, and I'm talk so about, excited. <laughs> and tell him to stay away from the dark side. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. There is, there is a lot of good, but there is a dark side for sure. Yes. So Geekitude, great podcast. Um, just keep listening and you can hear a little bit of a promo where Joe talks about exactly what his podcast is all about. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan. And I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. 
And so we back. <laughs> and so, like I said, this week we're going to be uh, grabbing our brooms or vacuum cleaners, you know, like whatever you happen to have available to you and fly straight into talking about Hocus Pocus. Good I haven't been punny. Do. I haven't been punny lately, so I had to. It's all good, girl. I understand. <laughs> I'm so punny. <laughs> Anyways, so Hocus Pocus is a Disney film. And it was released on July 16th, 1993. Once again, a Halloween movie that wasn't released in ha- during Halloween. The night, the early 90s just re- going just, crazy with Halloween movies. <laughs> the, it just, it really was. It really was. <laughs> um, so this movie was directed by Kenny Ortega, <laughs> which I did Dude, not know that. He does like everything. He does I've noticed that a lot of my favorite movies seem to be directed by him. Because he's what the heck? amazing. Um, some of the best Gilmore Girls episodes were directed by Kenny Ortega, right? Yep. yep. Uh, some of, like, High School Musical, which I love endlessly, yep. is Kenny Ortega also. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Like, oh my god, everything's Kenny Ortega. Anyways, so this screenplay was written by Mick Garris. Uh, Neil Cuthbert and David Mickey Evans. Uh, this film has a incredible all-star cast of Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Nahime. I never pronounce her right her name right. Um, those are the Sanderson sisters, and then Omri Katz, Thora Birch, Vanessa Shaw, Sean Murray, and Doug Jones. And those are kind of like the main people. Um, the plot of this film for, before I say that, did you know that recently I have discovered that two people I know have never seen this movie? Let me guess. Erwin and Joel. (laughs) No, Rachel Rachel. and Erwin. I don't know if Joel's seen it, but Rachel's never seen it. And Erwin has never seen it. And I was like, you're a busy, big, huge Disney fanatic and you've never seen this movie. I was going like, to say, also Rachel, like, number one Disney fan. She just never saw it. And, like, I, I tried to have her watch it the last time I was with her, but, like, we kept getting distracted and there was too much, like, noise for her to really pay attention. Uh, yeah. So I don't think she ever actually watched it. But they're showing it at the El Capitan Theater right now Ooh. In, ha- in West Hollywood. So people go... See it. It should still be there by the time this episode comes out. Go see. Go see it. Anyways, it's also part of the 13 days of Halloween. So if you have nothing to do during the day on Halloween, (laughs) this movie is literally going to be showed like six or seven times throughout the day. Yes, exactly. Like, it is the most shown film for 13 days of Halloween. They show it like once a day. Yeah, it's you can't miss it. Like, it's... It's literally everywhere. Like, I don't understand how people haven't seen this. But anyways, so getting back into the plot. So the plot of this movie, it says, after moving to Salem, Massachusetts, teenager Max Dennison, Dennison, played by Omri Katz, uh, explores an abandoned house with his sister Danny, Thor Birch, and their new friend Allison, played by Vanessa Shaw. After dismissing a story Allison tells uh, superstitious, uh, Max accidentally... Free is a coven of evil witches by <laughs> lighting the black-flamed candle. Whoops. Um, <laughs> who used to live in the house. So now, with the help of a magical cat named Binks, played by, like, that's Sean Murray, uh, the kids must steal the witch's spellbook and stop them from becoming immortal. 
Yes. So this is my number one favorite Halloween movie of all time. Yes. What about you? Uh, I love it. I, I mean, it's a classic. I don't know. Like you just, like you said, you can't miss it when it's on TV and it's just good fun. And it's, you know, it's a classic story. Like it's a classic story of witches, like trying to like drain the youth, you know, to become immortal. And I mean, it's just a classic story, but it, it has been a while since I've seen it. And there were some things in this movie that I was like, Oh my God, why? (laughs) I will explain later. Yeah, it's... God, it's just such a, like... It's funny. It's super funny. It's iconic. I love... I love the Sanderson sisters. Yes. So much. And... Oh my God. I love... um, I think it's hard to pick between them, between the three, like which one I like more. Because they all have Winifred, different things. Yeah, so like Winifred is amazing. So th- that's uh, Bette Midler's character. And it's obviously like, it's Bette Midler. Like, how could you not love Winifred? Exactly. But like, I love, <laughs> I love Sarah so much. That's Sarah Jessica Parker. And I love when, <laughs> when she just stands there, she's just jumping up and down. She's like, amaka, 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 amaka. <laughs> And she, like, hits her, and she's like, ugh. <laughs> but, like, also Mary is so funny, and, like, I just love when she's like, Winnie, I smell children. <laughs> and she's like, what? What is, what is thou call that? And she, like, points at the kid, and she's like, a child? <laughs> a child? <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, it's so funny, and, like, oh, my God. I love this movie so much. <laughs> okay. So, um, what do you like? What do you like about this movie? I like that it's it's just so it's so funny. It's got the the fish out of water like cliche, like the whole, you know, oh, I'm from another time, you know, now I'm suddenly in the future and so I don't know what all these things are. <laughs> so like for example, when the bus pulls up and they're just like, <gasps> and then it's just, and the bus just pulls up. And you're just like, they think, of course, it's probably like this beast coming out of oh nowhere. Not even like the bus part, which is really funny, but the part where they like run out of the house and you can see the road in front of the thing. It's like, it's a black river. And she like pushes Sarah out there and she screams and she like, <laughs> Tis firm! And she's, like, jumping up and down the ground. Exactly. Because, I mean, think, like, 300 years have gone by. Like, that's so, so different. I just, I love that cliche. Like, that, you know, whole... Yes. It's like, like, in Thor. That's why, like, Thor is one of my favorite movies. Because he doesn't understand, like, all the technology and all the everything. Oh so, I that's, like, my favorite part of this movie. Oh, my goodness. I love it so much. Like when, oh, when she turns on the TV and there's like that commercial of like the baby running at the dog and stuff and she's watching it and she's like, because it looks like the baby's like running at the screen. Can we talk about like that scene really quick? Because Gary Marshall is just randomly in the movie for no reason. And they're like, yes, master, master, can I dance with you? Because he's dressed as Satan. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's like, hey, they call me master. I like these women. <laughs> but it's Gary Marshall of all people. Like, yes. why are you in this movie now? Probably because Kenny Ortega. <laughs> it's so funny. And, like, I just, I love, um, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> just, just, that's what I keep talking about. Okay, let's that's move on. Fine. Sorry. Um so why do you think that this movie has remained as such a, like, an iconic Halloween film for so long? I mean, I think because the story is timeless. You know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really age. Meaning, like, you could do this exact same story now, which they're trying to do, but we don't want them to. Nope. Um, you could do this story now and it would still make sense. I mean... Noth- nothing I feel has like aged poorly and it's mm-hmm. it's just as funny it's just as relevant and it's just as fun so I mean I don't know it's it's still just a blast to watch I also think that one of the things about this film is that it's we're co- we constantly like this movie has been out for ridiculous like 24 years yeah. like it's insane to think that it's been out that long but it's we're constantly seeing it every Halloween. Like it is the one oh, yeah. movie that they constantly have um, to be shown during Halloween, whether it's on Disney channel, it's on ABC family slash Freeform, It's like on movie channels, it's constantly being yeah. shown on TV. Exactly. So I you can't like, help, but keep up with it and keep that nostalgia going. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's such a good movie, which is ridiculous to think that it, only has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, like, I, I think can't believe dumb. that. I think that's so dumb. I mean, that's the thing with Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't truly, like, give you an accurate, like, gauge of if it's a good or bad movie because some of the most popular, like, really good movies have such low ratings like that. So I think that, I don't know, I think that's crap. <laughs> it's so ridiculous because it's one of the most, like, it's one of the most uh, iconic live action Disney movies for sure, yeah. like related to Halloween. Okay. So, what do you think? So, this movie stars a lot of women. So, it's like the Sanderson yeah. sisters, and then there's Danny and Allison. Allison. And yeah. so, what do you think about the role that women play in this film? I like that. While Danny is technically like the damsel in distress, she's mm-hmm. definitely not weak, even though she's a little kid. Like, she's a little kid and she's definitely not weak. She's not immediately just like, oh no, you've caught me. Like, she really like does fight back and she does try to like run away and she's smart and she tries to outwit, you know, the people and like Allison too. Like, she. You know, she's um, a believer in all this stuff. So she has that knowledge. She has that background. And then I like that on the other side, like, the women all also get to play, like, the villains. Oh, yeah. You know? And in all honesty, like, they're the more interesting ones. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like all the female characters in general are the more interesting ones. Max is just sort of this, like guy who thinks he's doing really great stuff but he's super angsty like especially like yeah he's basically (laughs) just being an angsty teenager and he's just caught in the middle like he's not really 
No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's not really doing they too just much. they just needed him to light the black fame candle, that's all. I love it when when he's like, What did I do? And I like Danny's face. She's like a virgin lit okay, the black flame candle. That? How old is he supposed to be? And like he's when that cop is like, Really? Really, kid? You're a virgin? And I'm like, he's like 14, 15. You're really I think he's like 16. I think he's supposed to be like 16. Okay. But it was just sort of like, that was maybe like the one thing that was just sort of like, uh, really? That was, yeah, that was really the one thing. I was like, are you, are you serious? Like, yeah, I just, you're that shocked that he's a virgin. Like that's, yeah. (laughs) If he was like 20. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I love that. That, like, how amazing... I love Danny. Like, Danny is one of my favorite yes, characters. Thor I love Birch, when she... Man. Oh, my God. She's, like, in almost every movie that I love. She's also in Now and Then. Love her so yes. much. She plays Trini. And yes. I love that, like, she... <laughs> When they went after the candle, like it's lit, and they come back, and she's standing there. She's like, "I thought that would never come, sisters." Like she's trying to be like, "I did this. I brought you back." And they're like, "She's such a pretty," and she like swallows. She's like, "Child," I'm like, "She's gonna eat you, man. She's gonna eat you." <laughs> but like, I love the way that she like she plays the perfect little sister, which is so great because she just messes with Max so bad when she like busts out of the out of the the closet and she's like boo she's like kiss me i'm allison (laughs) (laughs) i love in the beginning like when she's like well guess what you're in for it now i've got my big brother with me and he's like he had just been bullied by the exact same people (laughs) and she's like oh dang it why did you say that We'll get there because I want to spend a few minutes talking about the bullies for sure. Okay. But I have a question for it, so we'll get there. Yes. But um, I love Allison. Like when Max gives her, like totally embarrasses her and gives him her phone number, like his phone number. Yeah. And she gives it back to him. Like <laughs> yeah, he, he thought that like, he got oh, her number. Giving, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't. She just folded up the paper. So when he opened it, it said Max Dennison and his phone number. And I was like, boo, yeah, man, she's not playing your games. <laughs> okay. But when he gives when he gives his number to her, was that like the most unsuave thing ever? Oh, like, yeah. Because he like, he's like, oh, yeah, I think all this Halloween stuff's like stupid, whatever. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever. And then he just stands up and is like, here's my number. And I'm like, yeah. What? Yeah, you just insulted everything that she, like, cares about, and then you're like, here's my phone number. Yeah, I'm like, ew, first of all, you're not even, like, that swap. (laughs) But one of my favorite things is, is when the teacher says, he's like, oh, do you want to give us your laid-back tie-dye California, California. (laughs) like, perspective? I actually have used that to describe things. Like, when I was talking about, like, um... When I was telling my old roommate in college about, like, the way that I approach school, because, like, I had a nervous breakdown in my undergrad, so, like, it kind of changed the way that I approached, like, stress and school and things like that, mm-hmm. and my roommate was always, like, super wound up and stuff, and I was like, let me give you my laid-back tie-dye California <laughs> point of view right here. <laughs> It, because that's just what it feels like. Yeah, it was just really funny. And he really was wearing tie-dye, which is hilarious. I'm like, oh, the 90s. 
Yes. But oh and that gosh. hairstyle. Oh my god, his hair, like Max's hair. <laughs> so iconically nineties. Oh, oh my, my god. It's the Dawson, the Dawson Leary haircut. Yes, anyway. it's exactly that. Yeah. The nineties. My God. But um Speaking of Allison, so the actress just very recently announced her pregnancy. So Vanessa Shaw is pregnant and she announced it in the most incredible way possible. She posted a photo on Instagram and it was a minimalist version of Hocus Pocus. So it was the three Sanderson sisters with a little spot for the pregnancy test and it had a quote on it that says I smell a child. Oh my god. And I freaked out because I was like I can't. I cannot believe this is happening right now when she was like I smell the child. And I was like, this is so great. Cause it was like the only thing I've ever seen her in, but it was just like, Oh my God. Like that is the best way to announce to the world that that you're pregnant. I'll post like in the show notes, I'll post her Instagram photo because it's so cute. Like I'll even send it to you. So you can see it. Yeah. That's super Um, cute. Yeah. So anyways, so let's move on Mm -hmm. about this movie. This is so exciting. Um, (laughs) The Sanderson sisters. So we talked a little bit about, like, how amazing they are. Um, Do you have a favorite one out of the three? I mean, you can't go wrong with Bette Midler. Like, you just can't. Like, she's the main one. I don't know. know. It's it's like a tie between her and Sarah Jessica Parker. Not to, like, say that, you know, the other one's, like, not as good. Just that I think those, I don't know. Yeah, Bette Midler. I'd choose Bette Midler. Why you choose Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love her too. Like, um, I just I love how I love that you have the three. So you've got this uh, Winifred, who's sort of like the boss older sister, who like she takes charge and she does everything. Like she's the one with the book that. Uh, with the spell book, who only listens to her, that she reads, she brews all the spells, and then you've got Sarah, who's the, like, I want to say she's the younger sister, the youngest out of the three. She so it would be youngest, Winifred, too. Mary, and Sarah. Yeah. Um, Sarah is the whimsical younger sister who's, like, super attractive and, like, very kind of flighty in the head. Flighty and, and kind of uh like sexual because she's constantly yes. like there's like when they go to the party she just immediately starts making out with someone or tries to <laughs> like when they capture Bax and she's like can we put him on a hook and let me play with him <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's one of my favorite things she's like let's put him on a hook and let me let me play with him like <laughs> she's just so... oh my god Vanessa Shaw was in Ladybugs hilarious love that movie anyways sorry um i and then you have mary who's kind of like the middle sister and each one of them kind of has this like they have different powers each one so like um winifred is the like probably the most powerful because she can like electrocute people with her hands and she's the one who does all of the spells and things like that and has the book and then you've got mary who can smell children apparently like, she has a super sensitive child-sniffing nose. And then yes. you have Sarah, who has this, like, super magical power with her voice. And she sings the song, Come Little Children. Mm-hmm. 
And, of course, everybody knows that song. Whenever she sings and I'm like, come little children, I'll take the away. Like, singing with her. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. Each one of them is so great. I do love Sarah a lot. And Mary, Mary is just sort of always kind of gets the butt end of the stick. Because she's, yeah. like, smart, but, like, makes... Like, always just sort of gets, like, the not great thing. So, like, when the, all the broomsticks go missing. So, like, Winifred gets a broom. Mar- or Sarah gets a mop. And then Mary gets stuck with, like, a freaking vacuum cleaner. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever cleans the floor. <laughs> Whatever cleans the floor is appropriate uh, to fly on. I love when she, like, throws it between her legs. She's like, ugh. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, so moving on, um, who is your favorite character? Probably Danny. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Danny's just like, she's fun. She's spunky. She's Thorbirch. I don't know. Oh my God. I feel like she's the, she's the hero of the, the movie, not. (laughs) Wait, what's his, is his name Max? Max. Yes, okay. Yeah, not Max. It's Danny. Danny's the hero. Yeah, no, 100%. I love Danny, um, but I think one of my favorite characters is actually Binks. So the cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love Binks. And, like, his name is Thackeray Binks. Like, I always thought it was Zachary, but it's not. It's with a TH. It's Thackeray. Thackeray. <laughs> Thackeray. <laughs> got a lift. <laughs> well, it was the, the Salem during witch trials, so Thackeray no, makes a lot of sense. I was just joking. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> so me. <laughs> um, but Binks is like adorable. Like he's the super cutest like black cat, and I have a black cat, so like I always he always my cat always reminds me of Binks. So <clears throat> I just he's so cute and stuff. So it's always like the end lo- is like the saddest. I look at him and I want to see, or I want to say Salem, like. <laughs> Talking black cat. And I'm like, it's Salem, though. Or Gigi from Kiki's Delivery (gasps) Service. Yes. Yeah. Which is also one of my favorite things ever. Yes. Um, Okay. Question number six. The two bullies. We finally just want to talk about that. I don't know why, but yes. Because it's just, it's so ridiculous. So... It's like, it's hilarious that Max is from California, but then you get these two bullies, right? And you've got this dude who's got this long, blonde hair, who's like wearing the, the plaid tied around his waist and a leather Total jacket. grunge. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, what city do you live in? Right. <laughs> but I love when they first meet Max because like these guys are terrible, a hundred percent. But he was like... Uh, he goes, this is Ernie. And then he pulls him aside and he goes, dude, I told you, no, my name ain't Ernie no more. It's Ice. And then he goes, this is Ice. And he, like, turns around he's got Ice, like, shaped in the back of his head. Oh, my God. Like, it's so dumb. I'm like, why, bro? Why? And dude, they're, they're, like, like <laughs> terrible. They're, like, taking all the kids' candy. And I'm just like, dude, those kids are, like, six years old. What's wrong with you? What's the best is the way that Danny handles them. Because I think Max yes. did not handle being confronted by the two bullies. Like, they took his shoes, of all things. They're like, yeah. whoa, check out the new cross trainers. <laughs> like, the shoes. 
But so Danny, dumb. when she like leaves from the house, he puts his foot in and he was like, ding, 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 ding. He was like, stop and pay the toll. He's like, don't bounce your sack. Like, yeah. And she's like, drop dead, moron. <laughs> and I love their response. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> See, she totally handles, handles herself. Like, she's oh, great. yeah. No, 100%. But then, like, I feel like, uh, so the question I put is, do you think that the two of them got rescued from the cages they got trapped in? I freaking hope not. (laughs) I mean, realistically, yeah, probably. Yes. But what's hilarious is that, like, these two bullies finally get their comeuppance in this movie, which is great, because they're out toilet papering, smashing pumpkins, stealing candy from kids, like, just being jerks. And the three sisters come across them, and they go, why is it always the ugly broads who stay out late? And they're like, ugly? (laughs) And then the next thing you know, they're trapped in cages hanging from the ceiling. And Sarah's like poking the blonde one in the butt, and he's like, uh, uh. <laughs> or like spinning on them, and he's like, I'm at a piano. <laughs> like spinning in a circle. I love it. Oh my god! But it's just like <clears throat> that's what you get. And, like, she gets really upset, too. He's like, he called me ugly, like, Winifred. She gets so upset about it. And I was like, you're not ugly, honey. We love you. It's okay. <laughs> so ridiculous. Just of a different time. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so this movie actually features a lot of incredible music. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what do you think about the music that they used in this film? So there's, like, the, the song that... Um, Sarah sings to get all of the kids to come uh-huh. to their uh, to come to their house. Like it's kind of this hypnotize, like it hypnotizes them to basically walk into a trap and get their um, that mm-hmm. suck the lives out of all the children in Salem. Yeah, um, I d- don't. Isn't the song "I Put a Spell on You"? Yes, I like that one. I like that one a lot, um, and I like. That at that party, like, there's, like, a kind of, like, a big band kind of sounding band mm-hmm. playing, and they're all, their makeup looks amazing. Oh, they're, like, dressed as um, skeletons. Yes. Yes. That adult Christmas, like, that adult Halloween party is, like, a bomb. Yeah, that like, was an insane party. Like, I want to go to those that kind party. of parties nowadays. <laughs> what I love is that... Uh, so the parents, like Danny and Max's parents, go to this party, right? And then the dad is like, I'm Dracula. And he's like in pajamas, like a dad. But he's like, Dracula? Yes. <laughs> and then the mom, of all things, she's dressed like Madonna. Yep. <laughs> With the cone boo. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the 90s. I love you so much. So great. <laughs> oh my God. But like that Halloween party is so freaking amazing. And like, um, the sisters sing, and, like, Bette Midler just kills that song. Yes. Absolutely. Bette Tell Midler, me. man. Just, she's like, so, how could you go wrong? She's so incredible. But I love that part. I love, um, Billy. Billy Butcherson, who's, like, the zombie that comes back to, like, attack them. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I love that, like, she sewed his mouth shut, and then when they're back in the, um, cemetery... He, like, takes the pocket knife from Max and, like, cuts the stitches and, like, the the moths fly out of his mouth. And he's like, witch. 
<laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> He's like, he hates her so much. He's like, you know, you brought me back from the dead to do your bidding, but I don't like you, so I'm going to help the kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Love God. It. So do you have a favorite part of this movie? Um, I had to really think about this because... There's so many. There's so many parts. I mean, I, I, I love when Bette Midler is just singing. So I Put a Spell on You is, like, incredible. Um, I don't know. I guess just that whole party scene in general. Because I love when they run in. They're trying to convince their parents. Like, no, no, no. Like, you gotta understand. She's like, how much candy have you had? She's like, I haven't had any. And then, like, he goes on stage and he's like... You know, the sisters are here. They're like, oh, okay, kids, shut up. Like, <laughs> no, really, look. And she's like, oh, you mean us? <laughs> yeah, I like the whole scene. How about you? Um, I'm trying to think. I love when, oh, my God, just pretty much the whole movie, I think. Yeah, it's hard to pick, like, one part because it's, like, yeah. it's all very good. It's all very well done. I just, I like just any time where the Sanderson sisters get shocked about something. Yes. <laughs> like, about, like, the road and then the bus and then seeing the kids trick-or-treating, like, freaks them out. Like, yeah. they're like, All oh, Hallows Eve is now, like, some sort of weird, <laughs> like, thing where people dress up and stuff. And there's like, how thou, sisters? And they, like, the little, like, fairy angel girl, like, bows to them and they scream. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my god i love the part where like uh he had where uh max is trying to convince danny to like hang out with allison and she's like not having it and he's like i'll do anything and she's like next year we go as peter pan and wendy with tights and he's like (laughs) uh and she goes to walk away he goes no 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 you got a deal you got a deal (laughs) nice I just love, like, how Danny always, like, makes Max kind of look like an idiot. Yeah. And, and when she's talking about, like, Allison's dress, she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I could never wear that because I don't have any, um, oh, what do you call them, Max? Yabos? Max really likes your yabos. Oh, <laughs> God. She's, she's amazing. It's, she's such a little sister, which is she so perfect. She absolutely is. But and, she's, like, not, she's not, like, an, I mean... She's not, like, annoying, but she's just fun, and she's just really funny. She d- picks all of those, like, little insecurities that her brother has. Yes. like, just announces them to the world. It's so great. Oh, my gosh. I just... It's, like, this movie is the perfect mix of funny, thrilling, exciting, and, like, there's some sad stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, at the end with, like, Binks is just so upsetting. So, like, when Danny gets really upset, I'm like, Danny, no! Like, because of what yes. happens to Banks. And then, um, like, you get to see Thackeray, like, actually see him as, like, a person. And mm-hmm. his spirit, like, kisses her cheek. I was like, oh, God, I love you. <laughs> um, yes. But I like that, like, uh, so Thackeray is played by Sean Murray, who, if you've seen um, NCIS, he's Proby, like that's him as an adult. Like he looks yeah. exactly the same. He does. He looks exactly the same. He was so cute as a kid, though. Yeah. Oh he my was. god. 
I just, I love this. This movie is the biggest reason I wanted to go to Salem, pretty much. Oh, So, like, nice. when I went to Salem, um, when I was in grad school, like, my dad took me when he came to visit. And that's the biggest reason I wanted to go is because that's where this movie, like, it supposedly took place. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think it was actually there, but, like, Salem. It's Salem. Yeah. Not, so not the Crucible? The Crucible didn't make you want to go? <laughs> Um, I will say, though, that when I went to Salem, I was a bit shocked at how it looked, because for some weird reason, I expected dirt roads and, like, shacks and stuff from, like, what? the 1800s. I don't know why. But in, the, in Hocus Pocus, like, everything's normal. I know. My dad looked at me, he's like, are, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just, it, it looks different. And he goes... What did you think it would look like? And I'm like, I feel like I had a expectation of what it would look like, and I was way off by like several hundred years. Katie, Katie, Katie. I know. <laughs> so stupid. But like, they still have like tons of cobblestone roads, and like, it's still a very small town feel. Like, it definitely feels like Hocus Pocus kind of deal yeah. with like, I mean, went in October, so everything was very Halloween esque, and like, Ooh, that's um, very cool. My dad and I did the witch tour, so it's like this red line that runs along the, um, throughout the town where you, like, follow it, and it takes you to different, um, like, iconic locations in Salem. Wow, um, super Like, cool. the witch museum, and then the House of the Seven Gables, which is really cool, because it has, like, it has seven peaks on the roof, and it's, like, this really iconic house in Salem, mm-hmm. and my current, um... I just barely, I just changed my profile picture on Twitter for the first time in like years. So for the longest time, the picture that I had was my feet on that red line. Oh, okay. in Salem. That's what that photo was, and I switched it to me with a photo with the bewitched statue that's in Salem. Oh, very nice. <clears throat> so I'm very Halloween esque right now, guys. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but yeah, so Salem. Anyways, so what? How do you feel about the fact that this movie has been been around for 24 years? Everybody loves it. We've been dying for a sequel for forever. And Disney just announced that instead of giving us the sequel that we've been dying for for the past, basically since this movie came out, they're going to remake it. Hollywood needs to stop rebooting. I don't even like reboots. I mean, okay, Scream did a good job, because we, like, talked about that this month. Mm -hmm. I think... I don't know. As long as they... I would be okay if, like, it were something else. Like, if it were a different Salem story. I don't know how I'd feel about, like, those sisters coming back and it not being those actresses. Unless they somehow were able to get those, I don't know. They obviously wouldn't, but. Yeah, I don't, I'm not excited at all. Yeah. I just don't know how they're going to do it and have it not be something that everyone's just going to be like, but where's Bette Midler? (laughs) Exactly. That's what, that's going to be me because like everybody that's a part of, that was a part of this movie is still around. It's not like. Yeah, it's not like they're dead. Or they're. De- I mean, like, other old. than Gary Marshall, like, that's the well, only person, and he yeah. just randomly had a bit part in this friggin' movie, which yeah. was ridiculous. I was gonna say, more like the sisters, and like, like, if yeah. Dora Birch were to play one of 
the sisters. Oh, that would my be kind of cool. Um, I do know that, like, I mean, Bette Midler loved this role so much. And, yeah. like, she, when she went out on tour, I think for a concert tour or whatever that she was doing for an album or whatever, she came out on stage dressed as Winifred Sanderson at some point. Love it. And Love it. she talks about this movie all the time. And, like, I just recently saw Kathy uh, Nahame on... Um, she was on The View. It's The View. Which one is Whoopi Goldberg on? I forget. The View. The View. So Whoopi Goldberg, uh, they were in a movie together. They were in Sister Act together. And yes. Sister Act just barely ha- had a reunion, which was great. Like, so, so good. Also realized not everybody that was in uh, Sister Act was very good singers. No. It was It was, It was. was still very nostalgic and wonderful, but I was like, ugh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no. Still loved it. Loved every yes, moment of it. Definitely. Um, but I just I don't feel like it's necessary for them to remake it. Like they don't no. need to do that. This movie We're was all perfect. Still watching the original. It's yes. fine. <laughs> like, like they're just, still I'm making f- money off of it. I don't know why they need to make another one. They don't need to do that. Disney, come on, chill. Out. We can do this. Like, just don't don't do it. Yeah. Give us a sequel. Do a sequel. It, yes. <laughs> have freaking Thora Birch, like, have her kids be terrified by the sisters. Like, that'd be great. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just want Thora Birch so- to come back. That's all. I, That's just my whole campaign. What has she been doing? I don't... I don't even know. She... The last thing I saw her... Didn't she do that, like, pregnancy-packed Lifetime movie? I think so. I don't know. I have no idea. That just came out of my brain out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure she was in that movie. I think she was. I don't know what she's been doing these days. I like how we're just like, hmm, I wonder what Thor Birch is up to. Because she was in <laughs> she was in American Beauty, which is such a great movie now and then. Monkey Trouble. She's done so many movies. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she's just taking a break. Maybe. Hmm. Ooh, she's got a Twitter account. What's up? There you go. Follow. (laughs) Yeah. Love her. Like, she's still acting, so I just... Maybe it's that she just hasn't done anything in a while. Let's see. I'm very interested in what she's been up to these days. (laughs) Yeah, she was in the Pregnancy Pact in 2008. Get it. Damn. Pulled that out of nowhere. Yep. So proud of you. One of the random movies I've seen. (laughs) Haven't seen the classics but i've seen the pregnancy she's been in some um independent films yeah apparently this year so that's great come on get thora birch get thora birch you're like we just want thora birch and stuff guys that's all we want she was in the colony colony like a tv show yeah yeah last year but she's been in she's coming out in two movies this year so i know what we're doing we gotta wrap this up (laughs) Yeah, I know. Just talking about <laughs> Thor Birch. Anyways, um, any final thoughts on Hocus Pocus or Halloween in general? Um, if you haven't, I'm assuming you've watched this movie if you've gotten this part, but if you haven't watched this movie this year, get on it. There, It is on YouTube. It's just a terrible version, but it's on YouTube. It's literally everywhere, so... Yeah, I'm sure don't... you... It's, you can find it on TV on some channel sometime this month. So get yes. on it. And when this episode comes out, there'll be still two days left. 
for you to watch it. And then exactly. even if it's not Halloween, you can still watch it, guys. Absolutely. Do it. <laughs> okay. So I guess that's going to wrap up this episode. This has been a fun month of episodes. I'm not going to yes, lie. Yes, it has. I hope you guys enjoyed their Halloween month. Yeah. Um, so you can find the notes for this episode and all of our other episodes on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. If you have any comments, suggestions for future episodes, want to say hi, you can email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram using the handle at teatimewithkc. Uh, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek podcast network by visiting geek2geekcast.com. And then you can also chat with us live via our Slack channel, which is geek2geekcast.slack.com. I'll also include a link so that you can join. Um, so this was our last Halloween episode for this little series that we decided to do. Um, so starting the next week, we already like talked about how we're going to be doing a fan fiction episode. So starting next week, uh, we're going to be jumping into some new topics. We're going to have some awesome guests. Hopefully we can start getting people from the network onto our show so that you guys can hear them um, on our show. And maybe we'll be on some other shows, something like that. So until next time, um, bye. bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek Podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of The Comic Box, part of the geek to geek podcast network. So, join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah.